Well, welcome back to Reading It Appears, where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and with me today is David Scanlon, as we recap some of the new releases across the month of January 2022. Stick around, we hope you enjoy. Like we're gonna spend an we're hour here to tell intro. them yeah, like, what to watch, and if they don't watch it, we'll find them. <laughs> I'll be like, "Why have you not watched the Power of the Dog yet?" The Power of the Dog yet? No, because that's like people need to know. Yeah, I think we need to. That's the thing. That's that's the reason for this podcast is we're highlighting. Yeah, yeah, because good movies. Yeah, and we're turning well, not turning people away, but like you know, just highlighting poor movies as well, so people yeah. don't waste their time with it. It's a it's a PSA. Yeah. It's a public scandal announcement. <laughs> <laughs> public scandal, I love that. <laughs> the PSA, yeah. So, so yeah. So, if anyone's listened to the, what you call it, the best and worst of 2021 podcast, we kind of said at the end of that that we were, uh, David might come back and just, uh, every month and talk about, you know, what movies we saw in cinemas and what movies kind of came out even on streaming and stuff like that in the month of January. So, yeah, we've done it now. <laughs> like, what we're doing is we're, we're spreading, or we, we're taking that one podcast we did at the end of December mm-hmm. and we're spreading it across 12 months. Yeah. Why Why do, why get one, two hours of content when you could get 12, 12 hours of content? Exactly. It's good business. Yeah. <laughs> the art of the deal. Yeah. And and look, at the end, we, we know which ones are good, we know which ones are bad. We're still going to do a good best and worst <laughs> podcast <laughs> as well. But we should do a best and worst of the best and worst episodes. Yeah. yeah. Be like, oh. I'm telling you, okay. April, this was a low point. <laughs> this Sept- was Sept- September is going to be real dry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think we'll put in we'll put in the time codes mm-hmm. all the movies that we're talking about, so people can jump around if there's like yeah. something that we're talking about that they haven't seen yet. And they're like, oh, I don't want to hear uh, any spoilers, spoilers. for um, Encanto. <laughs> you know, they're just like, I don't want to know what happens to yeah. the yeah. family Mad de Gal. You know. It's a great song. It's, good, it's a good song. It's good music. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to tell this over to you. What's, what, what, what's the first movie that comes to mind? Of the, what movie encapsulates cinema classics in the month of January for you, David? Are we doing chronologically? Or do we... Yeah, we do chronologically. <laughs> I, I feel like we should do chronologically. Yeah, because, we, because the two we didn't mention at the end of December was Kingsman, mm-hmm. the, the Kingsman, mm-hmm. and The Matrix. Matrix 4. 4. Resurrections? Resurrection. Yeah. Resurrection? Yeah. We're not starting with that. No. We'll start with Kingsman. That's a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a good time. I fit the the thing that, uh, like, if you like the other two Kingsmen, if you like the first Kingsman. I would say it wouldn't. No, not, I don't think you necessarily need to. I, it's like, it's a war movie. Yeah, it's a prequel to the King, the, the two Kingsman movies that came out in like 2013 and 15, maybe? Yeah. Or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just all about how the kind of the secret organization of the Kingsmen Kingsman came about. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah, set around like World War One. I, I was uh, gonna say it's it's a war movie. It's not war movie. It's anti war movie. It's very anti war movie. Yeah. Which I I enjoyed. Yeah. Especially and the fact that War Pigs was, was on the train. <laughs> you wouldn't shut up. I about, I just thought that trailer. Was every very good. time we were talking about this Kingsman movie coming out, yeah. they'd be like, "That's gonna be great." I'm like, "Why?" And he goes, "You just be like that song that was I love, I love War Pigs. That marketing team got you hooked like and sinker so bad. Yeah. Um. But no, I like it's it's an it's a good movie because it's it's Ralph Fiennes and his son wants to go to war, and he doesn't want him to go to war because he's experienced war before. And that's like yeah. he's the he's the leader of the Kingsman, but he, again, he hasn't told his son about all this and whatever. So, it's 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 yeah. it's great performances. Yeah, really good action. Yeah, and um, there's a fight scene in particular with one of the villains, Rasputin, yeah. oh. that is 
unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and I, I, when I saw that, I was like, this movie knows what it's doing. It's directed by Matthew Vaughn, yeah. who had done the other Kingsman, but he had done movies like Kick-Ass, yeah. X-Men First Class, yeah. something else maybe. Oh, Stardust. Oh, I love Stardust. Layer Cake. Stardust is brilliant. Layer Cake's good as well. I don't know. I wouldn't say they're like hugely action-filled, but they're very good stories and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I think this is one, this is a movie that he's very passionate about. And I heard a reviewer say that, you know, he doesn't really know who this movie is for, but he thinks it was for Matthew Vaughn. Because Matthew Matthew Vaughn obviously wants to. Very Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. And like, this is the thing, like, I, I think it would be... It, you could recommend this to everyone. Yeah. Like, you could recommend it. Like, if someone Tell likes... Tell you you couldn't recommend it to. People who love war. Love war. <laughs> They're really not getting kicked <laughs> yeah. out of this. Like, war why, dogs. Why are they saying this is yeah. all bad? Yeah, exactly. War yeah. cats. I won't like it. But no, I had a good time with it. The the one thing, uh, it's a little bit of a spoiler, uh, towards the end, is the, is the Hitler reveal. It's 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 too close uh, to, to history. Yeah. And it's, it's, that, it's doing that Sherlock Holmes thing of yeah. like, repeating history yeah so the Hitler thing is in the credits so yeah. it's not a big deal it's literally yeah. just teasing the, 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 the sequel yeah. Um, but yeah like it, it is this kind of like universe where it's not necessarily tre- like telling history accurately it's mm. kind of like it's got enough truths in it that it, it like it moves the story along mm. uh, it's very like um, some of the Quentin Tarantino stuff that he's done where it's like you know the story like you know what the history is but like it kind of just plays with it a bit but um, look it got us talking about it. Yeah. So yeah, I like I'm, and I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel. No, um, exactly. Yeah. And like I guess w- with the Kingsman stuff, like comparing the, the the newer movies, the Kingsman and then the Kingsman, the, the prequel. I like that there's like this franchise that has, um, two kind of nearly sets of movies, mm. but completely different ones, yeah. like spy and the uh, spy action, and the little ones like a war drama yeah. kind of thing. So like to, to yeah. be able to like have that that sort of range, what which was that. Like, sort of have that range in something that was literally just one comic book. Yeah. You know, that's class. And they're, they're extending it throughout, throughout time or whatever. Um, yeah, like, again, just basing it on the action, I would like to, I, I would recommend, well, it's unfortunately not out anymore, but just watching it on a on a big screen or something yeah. where you can kind of experience the action or get in, you know, embedded in the action. Mm-hmm. Um, Blair the volume. Yeah. Uh, the cast was great. Yeah. really uh, diverse as well mm-hmm. when you think of the, like women, men, minorities and stuff like that was yeah, really good. Yeah, it's, it's funny because uh, Grace Randolph, I'm going to mention her, yeah. uh, she made a good point where kind of the two of the main characters in this uh, one is, Penny is her name, I think? Something like that, doesn't yeah. It? Is actually Polly? Polly, there we go. <laughs> I, I was thinking from Faulty Terrors, <laughs> she's the yeah, I know that's really bad. Polly! <laughs> Polly! Just John Cleese yeah. doing a funny walk around the place. Yeah. Uh, I know Manuel's in. Oh, this is too good. Anyway, I want to see a Kingsman cast version of Faulty Terrors. <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, so you got her in it, and then you also got oh, you're gonna have to uh, Jimmy Hanzu. Yes, thank you very much. Jim, um, yeah, Jimmy Jim, yeah, Jim Gives it the D, that's what yeah. confused me. But um and he's in it as well. And it was funny because he played he pretends to be the chauffeur and she mm. pretends to be like a nanny. Yeah. And uh, Grace Allen made a good point of like you can't accurately have representation in this movie because if if you're telling from the point of view of like women weren't allowed in those sort of rooms and you mm. know, uh, he's from South Africa. Yeah. Someone of his like that character wouldn't necessarily be in any way have connections to, you know, have any right to be in the rooms that Ralph finds is in, finds yeah. himself in. So 
to kind of have that, that as their cover is a way to include them oh, in this movie, movie which yeah. I thought was yeah. a, a good addition. And like you could you could think like the next movie could be the King's Woman or something like that. Yeah, the King, like something like that. They, they could just add a add a younger. Tell you what they could do. <laughs> King's Men add more men. Add more men yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like it, again, I would recommend it to people who enjoy action movies who. Again, if you like the first one, if you like a kind of a war, a, a period piece set around World War One, yeah, I think this is for you. Um, good comedy, good comedy, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. a fun time. Yeah, it's like two hours and ten minutes. Two, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's not like it's it's deadly serious. It's there's a bit of crack to it, so um, bit of a mystery as well with the, oh, yeah. the film. We we yeah. haven't spoiled, which is good. Um, but yeah, I that, I think that's a nice one to start off in because yeah. it's light. And we don't need to go into too much detail. Yeah, on it. let's ruin that. Matrix Four is a bad movie. Yeah, it's the the one thing about it is is it was just um, I feel like there was a lot of not a lot of potential. ideas. Yeah, there was a lot of ideas. Yeah, I'm not saying it was potential, but I did like the cast. I thought that like yeah. I like your man Mateen the second. I thought you mm-hmm. were playing bugs, and that new cast were all kind of good actors and stuff. Yeah, just I like Neil Patrick Harris, even though you didn't. I uh, I didn't mind him. I, I liked um, the other bloke as well playing uh, Hoff uh, Graf Chris Graf, Graf. John, Graf Jonathan Graf Jonathan Graf yeah oh uh, no, no, no. Chris Christoph or Sven yeah Frozen <laughs> guy, yeah exactly. and the other guy I'm from Mindhunter yeah and the king from Hamilton sorry that. I'm Christopher <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Graf's agent I don't know if I've told you that <laughs> the best um, but no I, 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 I enjoyed him he's yeah. a, very charismatic and stuff like that yeah. they were never going to get your man back um Elrond. Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving, never going to get him um, back. I think he's finished. I so think he's he, done acting, is he? No, no, no. So, so yeah, so again, not to spoil the movie too much, but like basically this movie is all about, um, it's however many years after the third Matrix movie, but there's a, for some reason Neo, I don't even want to spoil it too much, but no. for two reasons. One, I I don't, I want people to be surprised and two, I don't care. No. I don't want to have to try and explain no. this story. But like, it's, it's this whole thing of like, everything's moved on, there's different fucking matrices and different bits of code and whatever and what they've done is there's different actor playing the same character Morpheus so that's yeah. Abdul oh, Mateen the second. second thank you very much and Christopher Christopher Jonathan Groff I don't know why it's a, <laughs> Jonathan Groff is playing um the the Agent Smith, Smith. Um, so they're kind of trying to do they're, it's unfortunate they're trying to do their own thing but also they're trying to be the characters like they were portrayed before and there's just such a jarring gap between them it's just like yeah. why did you have why you just could have written it another way yeah but um jonathan graf I, I, the reason why hugo even didn't show up for this one was because um he was shooting another movie oh okay that's a stupid like it's just like they just wait a yeah, while could have waited. Okay. And, and same, and, same with no they just didn't ask Lawrence fishburne because they came out he came out and was like oh i would have loved him in this they yeah. just didn't ask me so there's just a lot of stupid stuff behind the scenes stuff when it came to the production yeah. there's a lot of message there's a lot of things yeah. in the movie about anti-establishment and anti-warner brothers specifically because yeah. in the movie they say oh we didn't want to have to make the fourth matrix but warner brothers made us because in this movie neo is a game developer and he's making a new version of the matrix and they're like we have to remake the matrix but make it better yeah. but then the movie doesn't do that it's 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 the worst form like i i will always i will always give a movie the benefit of the doubt because it's like as i've said before it's art it's a form of art david people, always said no, no nobody goes out nobody sets out to make a bad movie. exactly things like that but i feel like this was such a money grab this is warner brothers mm-hmm. being like we need to make a matrix and it, you, you told me that it was the wachowskis were told we're either making this with you or without yeah. you well that's and a that's, line of dialogue in the movie yeah as well. and like i just feel like that's the worst way to make something like that yeah and like i'm not saying that if they were passionate about it they would have made something better mm-hmm. or if you know if it was someone that was like 
I want to do this as an independent movie, it would be any better. Yeah. It's just, you can see it in in the certain in certain storylines that, you know, this was made on, in, yeah, like being, be, being pushed into doing this rather yeah. than wanting to do it. So I, I feel it was very much Warner Brothers as well being like, we have, we want to put this on HBO Max. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it's unfortunate, like the one of the Wachowskis doesn't come back to do it either. Mm. Uh, but like, it, it it is such a ripe franchise to do something with. Oh yeah. Like the world of the whole, yeah. the whole concept of it is brilliant, and the, you'll never take that away from the Wachowskis. Yeah. Um, but I think we should take it away from the Wachowskis for a while. <laughs> I think someone just Let's give it to someone else. Give it to Denny Villeneuve or someone. Oh man. Give it to, uh... Just give him anything. You give him the Peppa Pig movie and I'd go see it twice. I'm thinking like David Fincher or someone like that. Well, so, and I gotta keep mentioning her again because I want to make sure I'm giving credit. Yeah. Uh, Grace Randolph recommended uh, Kate Heron, who did, who was the showrunner on Loki. Oh, yeah. I'm just like that could be good. That could be interesting. Yeah. Like it's just like a lot of people in TV just doing class things. And I think why? I think also I think uh, Keanu Reeves did come out and say he wouldn't come back unless mm. the Wachowskis were involved. So there's probably yeah. to it as well. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I will mention is the act. Some of the action was it's underwhelming. Garbage. Underwhelming, like for a movie that pioneered action yeah. movies for like however many years yeah. it was like the the thing for yeah. this just phones it in. Yeah. To an obscene. And level. like uh, I we watched the the Matrix movies in preparation for this, and the one thing I've always said about the Matrix movies is if they were made today, they would have been they would have looked so much better. Not not necessarily that they're bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just with today's technology, yeah. things things could have been better. Like say in the second movie, the fight with all the agents, all the agents yeah. Like that could have looked so much cooler or whatever. Just with today's technology. And like when you have the chance to do it, I don't know why they didn't do more of that kung fu action yeah. that was in the first movie in this one. Again, yeah. it's just, I, yeah. It's a bad movie. Don't watch it. No. Don't watch don't it. Don't watch uh, Even if you're a fan of the the other matrices, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, because I watch. I've, I don't even see the first one, and then I watched the second and third one in preparation. I was like, Joe, they're not that bad. Yeah. And then I watched the fourth, and I was like, Nah, this is. <laughs> so just they do. They just go downhill from yeah. the first one. Yeah. But the se- the second and third one tie up the story that the second one started up again. Yeah. So, and just leave it. Yeah. We love Keanu. Yeah. We love Carrie Ann Moss. We love everyone in it, except for the weird yelling French man. Yeah, that was so bizarre. <laughs> they were just like, we need to, we need to bring him back. <laughs> if we can't get Hugo, we gotta get Lawrence. Because wait, he's shouting about stuff in it. Yeah, he's it, talking so. about like Hollywood's always yeah. the reboots never better yeah. than. The, oh, anyway, it's a garbage movie. Mm. So many good, a lot of good potential, yeah. bad execution. Um, next movie I have here that I've seen in twenty twenty one, like sorry that I've seen since we were last on, was Power of the Dog, which you haven't seen, so I don't want to yeah. look too much. Brand, it's on Netflix. Uh, a lot of Oscar buzz. Um. It's it's a slow burn of a movie. It's mm. two hours and maybe something like a lot of patience needed. Yeah, a lot of patience needed. And it's unfortunate it's not in cinema because I found myself on my phone a little bit, just yeah. being like, "Where's this going?" I, um, I assume there's a lot of like landscape shots. Oh man, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and it's shot in New Zealand, which I think is also it's. Uh, do you know what? It's not any like bragging to be like, "Look, look what we made New Zealand look like." <laughs> so it's impressive in that sense. Uh, no, the the, the 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 production's class. The visuals are great. The sound is excellent. The performances are good. It's just a lot of it's just like. Come on, just get, get something, something kind of happen here. Yeah. But uh, no, like when it all wraps up at the end, you're just like, that's a good movie. You just feel it's a good movie. Yeah, I'm getting around to it. Oh no, I did, I'm, not, I'm t- telling the audience. Yeah, you, it's no, on Netflix. No. If you're looking to sit down and watch a good movie, if you're looking to sink into something for like, yeah. to, if you've like, oh, let's go watch a good movie tonight. Yeah. This this could be a good shit. It's got a lot of Oscar buzz. Yeah. Um, it won Best Drama Golden Globes. at the Golden Globes. Yeah. Um, like Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. I wouldn't say his performance is excellent. I yeah. would say it's 
Oh, right. The, the man's good. The young Cody... kid, Smith McPhee. Yes. Thank you. Very... You're, the good... You're good at the old names. Mm. Um, but he's very good. He's like, yeah, if I was to give anyone an award for Matt, I'd say he's very good. Chris, uh, Kristen Dunst is, yeah, she's pretty good in it. Like, yeah, like, yeah, she's good. But like, I wouldn't be like, she does a very good job, but I wouldn't be like, get get her an Oscar or anything yeah. like that. Uh, uh, Jesse Plemons plays Jesse Plemons. Yeah. And yeah, no, it's just solid movie. And uh, uh, the director, Jane Campion? Champion? Champion, th- yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, oh, Knocked out of the park. Yeah. Really, really good. And so I'm quite excited to see what she does next as well. Yeah, like um, I, I feel like this could be another another movie that wins Best Picture by a female director. Considering Nomadland won last year. Nomad won. Oh, yes, yeah, it did. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, she, and she won Best Director for Best Director as well. Yeah, like when you consider that like, what was it? It was a couple of years ago when it was like, well, I know it was a long, <laughs> many Nomad, years yeah. where there hasn't been female. Yeah, I think it was Ava uh, DuVernay for... Hurt Locker, maybe? No, it was, or, what's her face? Married, used to be married to James Cameron. Maybe I'm making. Oh, it's gonna. Hurt. No, I know. Ava DuVernay is. Sarah Dark Thirty. Yeah, I'm just give me thirty Go seconds. For it, yeah. What the fuck's her name? It's gonna kill. It's gonna. Well, look at my eyes. Gonna kill me. Hurt Locker. Oh, Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Oh. Hurt Locker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She, yes, yeah, she was the second woman or the first woman to ever win. I think it was first woman. Yeah. Yes. Which is. Um, <laughs> and sorry, Ava DuVernay did something. She's. A, she I think did... that's Sarah Dark Thirty. No, that must be uh, Selma. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and a wrinkle in time. <laughs> Let's <laughs> forget. Balance them out. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, like another like, great year for like last year. I think what was it? Three women were nominated for. We're getting there, people. We're, we're getting, getting there. there. But like, as in, like it's. Yeah, like it's just it just seemed yeah just another good year. Um, what else do I have then here? Next movie I saw that I think you saw is um Licorice Pizza. Do you want to go in Canto first? Yeah, you won. What do you want to talk about? Encanto? No, look, Encanto's a Disney movie. It's Disney. It's not Pixar. It's Disney. No, it's Disney, yeah. Yeah. Um, a musical by... <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda. Again. He had a he had a dense year. A dense year. Four projects. Couldn't here. get away from it. In the Heights, uh, Encanto, Vivo, yeah. and Tick, Tick, Boom. Tick, Boom. Um, it's a nice so movie. he just wrote this he just wrote the songs this he didn't yeah it. it's a nice movie and the music seems to be getting a lot of traction with people like I know um, we don't talk about that lad over there Bruno Kira keeps playing it in her in her <laughs> class and they just they loving it what yeah when they're doing art and stuff like okay which I think is, is cool I does she not play know. the classics no. does she not play Mozart or Beethoven <laughs> inspire the kids this is dark and Gary <laughs> uh, but no like it's it, I, I've just seen a lot of stuff about the, the music in this that like it seems to be getting good traction traction um, nothing like, uh, yeah the Magic Al song the opening yeah. song the Bruno song is supposed to be quite popular foolishly enough they didn't submit either of those for best original song the, this is the one with your the strong girl is it mm, they didn't submit that either oh wow it's something about family dos something oh it's probably the Spanish one <laughs> yeah it's that one I think they submit I think it's, it's the one the granny sings yeah it could I think be. it's that one yeah it's a slow song as well yeah it's I kind of zone out for that bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's probably the most it's the most story it's about impact on the story yeah see yeah. it's because it is all in Spanish so we obviously are just like yeah. she's given it sucks yeah, yeah. Um, but like look as I've said many times in this podcast uh, the original song uh, the, uh, the award for original song is a lot of garbage yeah I hate no it, it could be used well but in the last couple of years it's been it's, I just hate when it's given to a movie where the song is played over the credits yeah like Black Panther won it yeah. shouldn't have got it no that's just like what like where's and then look no time to die I'd give it that like, that's at least 
within the confines of the movie. Yeah, I suppose. But I think there needs to be, I think something needs to stop. I I don't think James Bond can win three three songs in a row. I know, it's like every time there's a James Bond movie. Um, Bono has one for Sing 2, I think. Does he? (laughs) There's another movie you haven't seen this month. Yeah, I watched Sing 1. Good. It's just like, like I said to you before, one of the stat, one of the trivia bits was like, it has eighty five songs from the last sixty years. I'm like, that's too many songs. Mm. You can't be singing for that much. Mm. It's just very like, and here's a Katy Perry song, so you know to feel happy. And yeah. it's grand. The voice acting's all good. The animations are right. It's the story's grand. Like I can see kids enjoying it. Yeah. But then again, like we have stuff like Encanto, where I feel like that's all ages, where I sing is very much like kids. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing I will say about Encanto. It's on Disney Plus. Um, if you are looking for something to kind of sit down with the family and watch, I'd give it a go. Um, it's a, it's a nice it's a nice movie. Like I wouldn't say it's anything groundbreaking. Like I said, the music is good, but it's it's just it's it's a fine movie. Not, yeah, and like great representation for a yeah. Disney movie as well. Uh, I think it's the second or third movie that has like South American like references the other one being like Emperor of the New Groove yeah. with that full white cast yeah um, so yeah and it's your one from Brooklyn Nine-Nine yeah it? Rosa Rosa um, who does a great job I yeah. really love that character yeah. and you, I've seen like stuff of like that character walking around Disneyland and stuff like that and kids like yeah. loving it so and the the thing is with this movie is it has a very big cast but I feel like everyone gets a bit of time to yeah, shine yeah, which is nice um, and yeah like it's it's an interesting story with the, with the different powers and stuff like that, but it's kind of like X Men. <laughs> yeah, it is X Men. Um, we didn't explain the movie, but it's grand. You get the, yeah, no, it's a house and everyone has powers except for powers. the girl, the nerdy girl with the glasses. Yeah. And it's all about her. Trying but to she, but she saves the family. She saves the family. Um, Mad the gal. But yeah, I would recommend it. Just again, it's it, on Disney it's, Plus. Give it yeah, a go. Give it a go. Yeah. It, it, I think it's like ninety minutes as well. Did you see the short at the start of it? No, you told me you went to go see it in the cinema by yourself. Like a weirdo, it. and I watched it in the confines of my home. There's a short at the start of it. What's it called? Is the one with the volcano? No, there's... Are they skunks? No, it's not skunks. Badgers? No, maybe they're mm-hmm. badgers. Anyway, it's nice. It's a good, it's a good short? Yeah, it's a nice okay. short. Again, it's sweet. Okay. Um, I'm looking up here the songs that are nominated. That variety predict are going to be nominated for Oscars for Best Original Song. Cover. They, have, they have the Encanto one there. Dos yeah. Orgunatis? If you say so. <laughs> uh, no Time to Die. Don't Look Up from Just Look Up. No, just look, up from, just look up from Sorry, I'm God. reading it wrong. <laughs> Would you just look up? <laughs> God's sake. Uh, uh, the Harder They Fall, Guns Go Bang, and then Four Good Days. So, The Harder They Fall song is the credits. the credits. Yeah. Get it out of here. Yeah, yeah. I take it, of all of them, give it either Encanto. No or... Tick Tick Boom song. That's not an original song because it's written from. Oh, fuck. Sorry, yeah, okay, um, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, the Bono one is there. It's it's ranked 12th in the variety list. It's by Bono, Definitely The maybe. Edge, Adam Clayton, oh, and Larry Mullen Jr. Well, of course, it won't be in the, these Oscars, will it? It is, yeah, Sing 2. Oh, came out, this came out like uh, November in the States. Ah, uh, fair. Sing 2. You 2 sing 2. You 2 sing 2. How did they not call it that? <laughs> Why don't they just have the whole set with the, the animals from Sing? Yeah. With the band U2. Yeah. You 2 you two sing 2. Sing two. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. We don't know if it's good or not. We we assume it's not good. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I might watch it. I'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay for it at home. <laughs> Next movie, uh, Licorice Pizza. Okay, so this is a movie that I would recommend to everyone, but I don't think everyone would enjoy it. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's a it's an enjoyable movie. It's enjoyable it? bits. Yeah. within a movie that doesn't stick together quite. Correctly, yeah, or quite right. So it's all about this guy called Gary. Gary, yeah, and Gary's big name, big name in Hollywood. <laughs> I'm telling you, there was at least three last yeah, year. Yeah. I'm telling you, we're, we're growing in numbers. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's about this guy called Gary, and he's like a, he's a young dude. He's tries to be. He's kind of a. He's kind of a. Um, he's not a hustler, but he's like, he's a bit of a hustler. A hustler. He's, he's like, I want to, I want to uh, get rich quick. I want yeah. quick fame, and um, and you know, there's this girl that he's really like, you know, fancies, and he's mm. trying to always like they hang out, and they're always having like a you know great time together. She's a part of his plans, and you know, they as time goes on, they start to have feelings for them uh, for each other. Um, she's twenty seven, and he's fifteen, and like it's all these things about the movie. <laughs> Wow, that kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, this that's the biggest problem with this movie. Yeah. In that, as good as the acting is between mm-hmm. them, the movie never does a good job of being like, what are the consequences of this 27-year-old yeah. hanging around with this 15-year-old? I feel like that was it was kind of built into the uh, time period. Because I feel like that was a real loose time. Yeah, no Spe- it was. Like, yeah, I know, I know it's not right. And I know it's not. Yeah. It's a bit weird. But see, I think... But the movie was made in 2021. Then. No, I understand that. But the, and, and the other thing is, the the male character, Gary, is very mature for his age. And the female character... I can't remember his name. One of the Heim sisters. Heim sisters, yeah. Heim. I can't remember her name in the movie. But she's very childish. Yeah. I feel like that's another reason. But if you look at it from the point of view of the law, Dave, yeah, <laughs> you understand you'll that. Find. Oh, no, I understand that. It's not, I'm not, I'm not I, saying I know, it's I right. Saw, yeah, yeah. I'm, and again, you said it after this movie, Paul Thomas Anderson obviously had that, that kind of fantasy when he was younger of being with... Well, it came woman. out that yeah. what inspired him to make this yeah. movie was the fact that he had a crush on his art teacher uh, who was older than him, obviously. Yeah. But the art teacher is the mother of the Heim sisters. Yeah. Heim, Heim. Heim. Heim sisters. I would have said Heim. But um, also, Paul and Thomas Anderson has directed a lot of their music videos yeah. and stuff like that as well. Yeah. They're all in it. They're it's all the in it. The whole family. The whole family. <laughs> it's a family, yeah. Uh, a family get-together. There's a heap of Heims. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the one... We really need to look up her name. I can't remember. Yeah. I'm, I'm bad at character names anyway, yeah. unless yeah. their name is Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what I will say like there's so many like memorable bits in this movie and it's, yeah. it's the type of movie where characters jump in and out like a lot of people a lot of famous actors have cameos in this movie mm-hmm. so you have Sean Penn Tom Waits you have Bradley Cooper and like Benny Safdie Benny Safdie yeah uh, that's about it no, there's that, a John that, C. Riley yeah background cameo it. and like some of those some of those bits are hilarious like we were actually there's a, ourselves. Yeah, so like, um, there's a bit. So there, all the characters are all these like the the names they've been mentioned there are like, they're memorable moments. Yeah. They really knock it out of the park because they're such like they're actors that clearly like Paul uh, Thomas Anderson. He's a great filmmaker, writes very good scripts, and like I don't know, it, it's fun to to guess how much of the script was them or how much of what they did was the script and yeah. improv. That's how kind of natural yeah. the performances feel. Yeah. Um, but there is obviously one standard of all of them. That's. Uh, uh, Bradley Cooper. Oh my god! Playing a real life person, yeah. <laughs> and it's honestly, I, I just remember me and you losing our shit more than anyone else in the yeah, cinema. Yeah, everyone else in the cinema was kind of like that. Do you know that chuckle? Like, <laughs> yeah. And me and Gary were pissing ourselves. <laughs> so good. And do you know what? And that Dave, that's because you know we know that's good because we have our pulse on you know the, the heartbeat of cinema. All right, we're, <laughs> we're Omni, we're we Omniplex Pass members. Go, all right? go gold members. members. Mm. Um, and we know that and do you want to know how like we've been validated by that because yeah. Bradley Cooper got nominated for a SAG award absolutely which is screen yeah, award, really for something that was only like six minutes of screen yeah, time he, he, he jumps got nomination in there, for yeah oh, he's hilarious he's just oh my god <laughs> did you see apparently they didn't know he was going to be in this but the kids didn't know he was going to be in the movie the first time they saw him was when he comes out of the house that time oh wow yeah that's amazing and he's and like who's, about, who's in charge here who's that's all that's the first time the kids saw uh, I think that works for the performance because yeah. your man is, is kind of so he's lost. so kind of shook by it 
Oh my god! Some of his lines are so memorable, and then he he comes back. He's he's trying to get his gas can, and then he comes back in the background and starts like fucking shit up in so the background. Good. But yeah, just to go back to um, yeah. So like again, the movie is just kind of just telling the story. This Gary guy, it doesn't yeah. really have much direction other than we're kind of just seeing him throughout different points in yeah, time. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out is there a, a similar style or type of movie it, like that? And um, once upon a time, Hollywood. Yeah, in a way. It's something like that. <laughs> it's yeah. very much like, the director and filmmaker clearly has such a love for a, a certain location and time period, yeah. Hollywood, uh, in both cases. And it's so, it is quite beautiful in the sense of like, there's not such attention to details from the production side of things, from just how the characters uh, interact with the world. Like, it's all yeah. really well made. It's just unfortunate. We literally said this at the end where we were just like, it's just that one thing that just felt, it just left that bad taste in your head. Yeah. Like, you just wanted something just to acknowledge it because it feels yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it, like there is, the movie does, it, 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 it doesn't feel jarring in the movie that much because like you say, she, she's very immature, he's very mature and there is that thing of like, you know, she, she's like hanging around with a lot of the 14 year olds but then again, she's going through a whole thing of like, I need to grow up, I need yeah. to get on my life. So yeah, it, 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 it's all, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Does it, it just, not doesn't feel right, it's just the movie doesn't do a good job of just making me yeah. think, oh well that makes sense or like, okay, well at least that, you yeah. know what I mean? But and, and the other thing that I noticed about it was I heard people on the radio talking about it, just like say like normal radio presenters who wouldn't be kind of have their heads in movies yeah. or whatever, and like it was always the first thing they talked about oh, in this really? movie was just like and the age gap. What 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 about the age? Yeah. But like if you had someone say a critic or someone who was very into a movie, they would they would more highlight the the movie making and yeah. the acting and stuff like which that, which is top notch, which is is great. But it's just for that general public, and I feel like this way it may not it might have not done well, or it may have there might be a backlash to it. Yeah. It's because of that age difference. And like, do you think that was Paul Thomas Anderson going? I'm gonna make something that's a bit shocking here that people will get people talking, or is it just uh, nah? Because I don't think the movie goes far enough to try and be yeah, shocking. Yeah, because it's all just like. It's just stated. Yeah. And then everything kind of happens and the movie doesn't reference it in any way. Yeah. And you're just like... Because, like, she lives at home and stuff. And, like, even if they didn't... If they didn't mention their ages... No, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. No, yeah. And, like, I, I, I just feel like that was a strange decision to make. But, like, to... you could have made him 17 and yeah. it would have been marginally better. Yeah. It's still not as bad as the scene from Transformers 4. Yeah. <laughs> the Romeo and Juliet. The, Romeo, the one where Jack Raynor has to state yeah. that based on the Texas law. I actually would have quit that role straight away if I had to do that. <laughs> well, Jack Raynor? Ah, no. Come on. For, I can tell, like, that movie made a billion dollars. I suppose. Look at what he's gone on to do. He was in Sing Street. <laughs> a movie set in based in Ireland. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, but like, unfortunately, this isn't on any streaming services. It's out in the cinemas. Yeah. If you like Paul Thomas Anderson, like Boogie Nights and... Like the Master, yeah. Magnolia. Uh, he he's a, a wide variety of different movies. If you like that, if you're looking if you're for like, yeah, yeah, I tell you what, if you're like I don't know, I feel like my dad really like it because like all... we we forgot to mention the soundtrack. Soundtrack is not nice. Really great. Bit of wings. Wings. Yeah. A little bit of wings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The soundtrack. Like I feel like I recommend it to my dad based purely on the the, the, the time yeah. it's all set. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you're looking for if you're looking for a nice, you're at home. You're looking for something to just that like. Just you look for a movie that just kind of just feels warm, nearly in the sense mm. of just like it's already coming of age kind of thing, and it's got laughs in it. It's got a fantastic Brad. Watch it for the Bradley. Yeah, Cooper watch it going. Just, no one... If you can get into a theater and just watch that Bradley Cooper scene. Yeah, <laughs> tell you what, I'll just wait. If you want to wait even a bit longer, it'll be on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've tried looking that up. I can't find it. I found it. I found it. Oh, did you? Uh, or I'll tell you what, just wait for the Oscars. Wait for Bradley Cooper to get yeah. nominated. <laughs> and a short little clip they show. That's all yeah. you need to see. Yeah. Um, scream. 
The one we, we, we go Scream? Oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, Scream's the next one for Scream. me. Scream. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah. so, Scream. This is the fifth one. The fifth Scream. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Scream was a franchise I knew. I would not watched. The only, my only exposure to them was the scary movie. Yeah. Uh, trilogy. Or, uh, the tr- I don't know how long Ghost Face is in that. But yeah, that's the only thing I really knew about mm-hmm. it. And I did, I'd seen it parodied. And so I saw the fifth one was coming out and I saw like it was getting good reviews and people were saying it's quite good. I was like, what the fuck is this? I was really shook because I didn't know it was a popular franchise. It, or as popular a franchise. It is and it is. isn't. I yeah. think it's... But like, I, like, I, I would have thought it was something like... Halloween Saw. or something. Yeah. Like, I thought it was like that. Yeah. Like Jason or yeah. Friday the 13th. Friday but it's so much better than yeah. that movie. <laughs> and so yeah, I never watched any of the screams and I was like, right, uh, I, someone had said, just watch the first and the fourth one. Mm. And I really enjoyed them because yes, they're kind of like slasher horror in a way, but yeah. they're kind of like very self-referential, yeah, very meta. meta. Very, meta. Um, very well told stories and like uh, from the first one being in 19... Uh, 96 <laughs> and then the fourth one being 2011 and then this one being 2022 it's like you've seen 20 years of not only the evolution of this franchise but the evolution of horror movies yeah. and how they're able to like poke fun at them and do stuff uh, like and that and even poke fun at um, certain things in our environment today in comparison to, yeah. to the past and like they talk about how movies try and like reboot themselves like mm. they call like requels where it's like they reboot the franchise as a sequel to the original movie by just calling it the original name, which is why the one was called Scream and not Scream not Five. Scream 5 yeah. So like stuff like that was really interesting. The performances, pretty good. All good, yeah. Like he's not. No one highlighted as poor. Are you like? Would you say anyone was anyone was phoning it in? Nobody was phoning it. Uh, I tell you what, the, the the original three because the the original cast members come back. Well, they were yeah. there for the other four. Yeah. Uh, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette. Arquette. Like they're all like uh, David Arquette probably gets the most playing it. Yeah, very good. He was really good. Yeah. Uh, Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell. They're kind they're of not in it much, but like just cameos. Really, yeah, yeah. They probably got paid a good chunk of change. Yeah. They just need to be there at the end. Yeah. Um, Spoilers. The new cast are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And um, there's some great like there's a set of twins that are gas. Um, the twins. One yeah. of them's like uh, one of them's like a jock, and the other one's like this um Movie film nerd. nerd what, what was that guy's name in the first one? He, like. It's her uncle. I don't know. His yeah. Name. But there's a movie nerd in the first one, and this is his, his, his niece. niece. Yeah. And uh, oh, she's great. Yeah. Uh, um. You know, is she gonna be back or does she die? Who's yeah. to say? But um, she was. There's a lot of good characters. Jack Quaid from The Boys is in it. He's yeah. pretty good in it as well as someone who's like hasn't heard about any of these murders, and you know, he's just like, sorry, what's happening? Why? Why? And he's just like our eyes. Yeah. Like he's our voice in the movie in a way because he's like, um, no, I'm not going down that. Like I'm not going down to the basement. Someone's yeah. going to kill me. I'm going to stay right here. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to I'm going to stay here where it's safe. There's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this like, a little bit, a little bit opposed to what I said about licorice pizza. I feel like there's a this has a specific audience. Mm. Um. It's horror. It's it it is horror, but it's also not. <laughs> I know that doesn't make any sense. Like it's not selling itself on the horror. Yeah. The horror is part of it. Yeah, but it's also kind of it's it's that kind of co- not comedy. It's just kind of up its own, not up its own. What am I trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's great. Yeah, um, it's just kind of it's smart. It thinks it's smarter than it is. No, it is smarter than it is. It's no, smarter it's smart. Than it's, it's, smart. it's wicked it's, smart. <laughs> it's smarter than the typical. Harvest, yes, absolutely. More thought has yeah. been put into it than other horror yeah. movies. And there's bits in it that like you've seen in other horror movies, and you're like. You're trying to assume. You're trying to guess when things are going to happen, but this movie flips yeah. the script and does it differently. It's like it's a it's tr- it's like it's a parody yeah. of horror movies, but it's not a parody movie. It's yeah. like it's it, it, it's it's play it's it's like playing with us. Yeah, 
into like it's not too much of a spoiler but there's a scene where um there's that trope where you know someone opens a cupboard and then when they close the cupboard the killer's behind the cupboard yeah. and then it kills them and there's a scene where someone opens like five different doors yeah. and every time they close it you think the killer's yeah. going to be there and the camera it's a one shot as well where the camera follows the the uh, character and you're just waiting for that that point of like someone's going to jump out but it never happens yeah uh, well <laughs> it's just a, it might, but, might happen might happen <laughs> but like it's just it's just it, and everyone just laughs because they see it coming yeah. and it's it's just a very yeah it's just a fun so if you like what I would say is I think the first screen is not on Netflix but the no. fourth one is but tell you what around Halloween time yeah if you're, if, if you've watched if you've watched the other screen ones watch this because I think you'll really love it yeah uh, if you're if you like if you like the, if you like it's kind of like Deadpool but not Deadpool yeah like that sort of sort like of, yeah. ha- like there's a bit like in the first one where it's like you know be like oh we, won't, we don't want to go into the basement because the killer might be there and then yeah. someone goes to the basement the killer's there yeah. and it's like it's that sort of sense of humour so like watch it around Halloween and get around to Scream 5 it's, it's a franchise that I think does not inc- like drop off heavily yeah. after the first yeah. few like it is one that kind of like you know the first one's very good obviously I didn't watch the second or third one the fourth yeah. one it's pretty good the it's fifth grand, one's yeah. pretty good like it doesn't like it's not like it's, a stand- it's not like the Saw ones where it just yeah. keeps going downhill it's kind of a plateau and it's 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 a, they're all kind of up there well, I would say this is probably a better watch in the cinemas like I think I had a better time watching this one in the cinema than watching the other two at home did you watch the other two by yourself yeah see I think if you watch it yeah. I think with a group of friends watching it could be good yeah. it could be good crap because yeah. like, ever... even actually when we were in the cinema people were like shouting shit at who the, the fuck were they they <laughs> pissed me off yeah. so much like if that if like I yeah. uh, oh, if I was sitting close to those people today but yeah. I would have been there like excuse, excuse me excuse me I'm a gold member <laughs> I'm a gold member um, don't make me <laughs> I could I could get the I could get security in here <laughs> um, but no like Again, you've you've said it there. Like it, it, watching around Halloween. Yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be on Netflix or something. Yeah, I'd say. Um, what else you got? You got any others? Pig. Pig's a good movie though. It's a great movie. So it's really unfortunate that I think the week next week's episode. Um, I won't say what I'm doing, but it's it's gonna be another Nick Cage movie. Yeah. And I talk about how shite Nick Cage is in that. Yeah. And then I watch Pig. And I'm like, oh, but he's a very good actor. Though. Very good actor. Yeah. So this is something I had heard nothing about. Um, but the way I describe it is John Wick for the underground restaurant world. Yeah, that's about <laughs> um, it. Um, it's 90 minutes long. Again, it's a bit of a slow burn, a bit like um, Parrot Dog, but it is just so interesting. <laughs> it's, it's so... It's it, such an interesting world. Yeah. Um, basically, a guy is... he. Someone takes his truffle pig. Yeah. He loves his truffle pig, someone takes his truffle pig. And it's all about him trying to get this pig back. Yeah. But it leads you down this, like, Ra- Alice in Wonderland, like, you know, through the looking glass, yeah. down the rabbit hole. Like, what is this movie? Yeah. Like, no, the world is so interesting. And yeah. it's very like John Wick in the sense of, like, you know, there's that hotel for assassins. Yeah. And, like, it's just really interesting. There's world. this world of assassins that just lives amongst normal human yeah. beings. And normal human beings just have no, no, like, idea of this world. Yeah. Know? It's just like, Whereas this it's movie... kind of behind a mirror or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And this movie is just the same in a way. But with the restaurants, yeah, we're, we're industry of Seattle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's Oregon. It's not Seattle. No, it's Organo is used in the movie, <laughs> David. It's set in Seattle. I'm gonna say it's Portland. Ah, oh, it's Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Portland, well. Oregon. Come on, man. <laughs> don't you know your U.S. geography? Look. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. Um, script is good. Performance is good. One of probably one of the best 
uh, monologues I've seen in such oh, a long time. Oh my god, the scene in the restaurant. In the restaurant where he's talking to the chef. I thought that was absolutely standing. I would give him an Oscar just for that alone. It was just, it's like, he's he's telling him, he's I telling wouldn't, him. Yeah, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give away it anyway. No, just, I'm just saying he's telling him like it is. And yeah. it's just, it's it, it kind of opens up the story and it's it tells you a lot about his character, but yeah. also a lot of the characters that he's he's met along the way and why he's in the situation he is. And I think why that scene works so well is it's what's mad, what's crazy about this movie in a way that this guy's in like furious that someone's after taking this yeah. thing. But it's probably one of the most chill Nick Cages you'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just the way he says that, that monologue so calmly yeah. and so just to the point. It's weird to see Nick Cage do it because, yeah. but, but when you see it, Nick Cage doing it, it just, it's, just yeah. it's, it's even more like just out of nowhere and surprising. Yeah. Um, the other nice thing about it is each there's like three chapters and each chapter is named after a dish yeah. which appears in that chapter which yeah. I thought was a nice little cool yeah chapter four licorice cool. pizza was a weird yeah, one yeah I mean come on <laughs> <laughs> clearly stole that from and Paul Bradley Alexander's Cooper list. comes out of nowhere <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah definitely worth the watch yeah. like, again I, I, I had a tough time trying to find this but yeah. if you can get hold of it somehow like, John I think this movie, we should give like a, a a movie like a title every week, every 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 month, and this is the under the radar movie yeah, of the month. Yeah, this is, and it it did come out in twenty twenty one, but it just yeah. seems to have been getting getting a lot of traction now I, because I, well, he was on a he was on a roundtable, yeah, and an actors roundtable with the Hollywood Reporter, and that's yeah. where I kind of I saw him on that. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go watch that movie. Yeah, um, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, uh, other good performances in it as well, but it's all, it's Nick Cage's movie. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just one of those ones that again, uh, I would love people, more people, to see this. Yeah. So, that's that's, that's probably the highlight of all the movies. Of, I I'd say for this episode. You know what? You're probably not wrong. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. I don't know. Only you can say. Only you know the answer. Only you can say that. That's your opinion, man. Yeah. Um, um, Belfast. Belfast. Do you like Van Morrison? Because <laughs> you'll fucking love this movie. This movie, so I, yeah, I felt a bit bad after this movie because I came out of it and I said, I don't think I really like this. And then I was shouting on about it for like five minutes and then I turned to Kier. I was like, what do you think? She goes, I actually really loved it. And I felt bad then. It's it's a movie for old people. Yeah. It's black and white. Black and white, yeah. Uh, no, it, it's a nice movie. It's a lovely movie. Lovely. It's very good performances. Yeah. It's, it's all about this kid. And it's, it's like... How would you describe it? It's like there's a a change in the world, but it's tr- it's you're seeing it through the, the eyes of a child. Yeah. Um, and I think the the reason I think this movie works is because it's so close to the heart of the director and the writer, Kenneth Branagh. Um, all the performances are really good. Yeah. I would say this will do very well. I don't think it will. No, sorry. I think this is we do very well in Ireland. Oh yes, I think. Well, like uh, put it this way, like we, we we weren't able to see Nightmare Alley this year, this month. Yeah, uh, Omniplex just hadn't shown it. Yeah, because Belfast is on the big screen. Yeah, and we saw Belfast the day it was announced the restrictions were lifted, and it's one of the most packed it's since yeah. um what you call it I've been since like the pandemic. Yeah, and that includes Spider Man and shit. Yeah, um, so like yeah, I think it'll do very well in Ireland, and I think that's why I think we love it, like we appreciate it so much because. It, it like it, it hits so close to home yeah. and um like it is um I think it probably won't do well in America and the reason I think this is because like it's it's set in Northern Ireland it's yeah. set in Belfast I think you see I can see a lot of Americans being like what I can't understand what they're saying because yeah. they do a very thick Northern Ireland accents Northern Ireland accents um yeah. but I think from in terms of like award recognition I think there's definitely some people I think Kenneth Branagh like in terms of like 
the production and the cinematography and the direction of the movie I think it's top notch yeah. um, I think some of the acting is fantastic I think if there was one person I'd have to give it to it's probably Katrina Balfe yeah, I was going to say Katrina Buff or, or Karen Hines. Hines. I thought they were both good very good, yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, the kid does not know him. No, he's good. Um, now, Spurs fan. Big Spurs fan. I love a good Spurs Danny reference Branchfield. in a movie. Between this and Cruella, that, yeah. I'm going to mention that on the award show we yeah, might do. Right. Uh, but it's very much like... Uh, Kenneth Branagh, I was, he did a director's round table for the Hollywood Reporter thing. Uh, again, I put the, I'm a finger on the pulse of cinema making, cinema, cinema making these days. But uh, he was talking about how he... A lot of the times they didn't tell the kid what was going to happen. Yeah. So he would have to listen because so he actually like very intrigued to know what the characters and the other actors are saying. So he was saying that a lot of the scenes in this is just the first take. Yeah. Uh, which I think is crazy that yeah. to like put that much trust in a kid. So the scene where they find out he spoiler, they look to leave Belfast and yeah. um, it's not much of a spoiler no. but um, I get out of there. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> what you call it? The, uh, the, that's the first that that take is his first take when yeah. he cries yeah that's insane it's, isn't it yeah. um, but he was just like he didn't they didn't want to tell the kid they just know like you're going to be told something and yeah. you're, you're going to say you don't want to like or I don't know how they, they set it up to this is when he has the tantrum isn't it yeah, yeah. that's all one take and he so, yeah. and a lot of the movie is him listening which yeah. I thought was kind of interesting yeah um, and kid actors notoriously annoy me so this yeah. guy didn't the movie has layers as well there is there's the idea of like moving away from or where your home is, mm-hmm. there is the idea of because it's to do with the troubles. There's this kind of religious element to it, and I think the yeah the kid kind of has a trouble with understanding religion, but also why this trouble has happened, mm-hmm. and like why the, the, there's a nice storyline where he kind of fancies a girl, and there's a point where he, he tells his dad that you know oh, I can't be can't go out with that girl because she's Catholic, and his dad you know, being kind of a, a, an upstanding citizen or a kind of an understanding father. He's like, I don't care if she's a, <laughs> a what is it? A, a something loving Satan or something. Like yeah. That. A Satan loving someone. Yeah. You know, if she's a nice person, if she's Arsenal fan. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, you know, um, it doesn't matter. Like, and, and that's like, I think that's important to, to understand. I, it's important thing in Northern Ireland because there was so many, so much trouble mm-hmm. over uh, religion and stuff like that. So, um, no, I, I, and another thing I will like I'd like to highlight is Jamie Dornan his range this so year has is, is, is been yeah, fantastic look, like, like look it's probably his second best performance <laughs> exactly number one Barton Star yeah. as then um, he, he's been in a, a BBC Tourist? The Tourist yeah, yeah. He's seen, my dad watched it he said it was good um, he's seen something else as well hasn't he yeah. I know he seems to be killing it yeah he seems uh, to be, I know he lost his father recently as well and he was like saying yeah. something about how like he yeah. wish his dad saw Belfast yeah where's he from he's from the north I, I ugh. I think he might be from Belfast. I don't know. I know Katrina Balfe's from Monaghan. Monaghan, yeah. Um, and Judy Dench is not from Northern Ireland. Karen probably Hines the, is from the north as well. Yeah. Probably the weakest accent is Judy Dench's. Yeah, like I, the I accents are. Yeah, but like yeah. nah, they're, they're grand. Like, yeah, I wouldn't. She's in Philomena. She can't. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's, it's like ruins her performance or anything nah, like that. Nah. Um, and the other, the other thing when I'm talking about oh, themes sorry. is um, there's a lot of movie making in it. There's a lot of movie yeah. pieces in it. And I think because, again, autobiographical in terms of uh, Kenneth Branagh, it just shows his, his kind of love for movies, where it came from and stuff like that. And he like says that. that. He says, yeah. like, if he, in, like the, the, the character Buddy is based on Yeah, him. yeah. Um, so, and he said, like, he just loved the, the world of movies um, during the Troubles because it was an escape yeah. uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was great to see that represented the movie. As people who love movies, who were like, ah, oh, I've seen Chin Chin Bang Bang. Yeah. <laughs> you seen The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance? That was in it, was it? I yeah. Mean, I don't know. Was that him walking out? For the, for the house the other day. 
<laughs> oh, that was a bad one, sorry. <laughs> you can cut that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I feel like this I, is this is the type of movie that not everyone will see, but it'll be the it'll be the yeah. talk. If it's, on, if it's on Netflix, it's yeah. number one on Netflix for sure. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's a great, yeah. great Irish movie. Yeah, um, ninety minutes long. Is 90, oh no, it's it's the longest hour and thirty eight minute movie <laughs> I've ever watched in my life. So why my problems were with it was, yeah, uh, it was just I felt I understood where the like all the all the small stories that were being told and the character development. I was kind of just like moving along a bit. Like there was. I just will. A, I will say there's no there's no specific point in the or there's no specific. Um, like apart from the the bit at the start with the troubles, there's no other conflict after that. It, yeah. They're kind of just relying on that conflict continuously. Yeah, um, I just I was kind of like, come on, let's let's kick it up a notch. Let's yeah. do. I don't know. I don't know what there could have been. Yeah, but I was just like, I want something else. But like that end, the the, the whole ending part. I just mm. think from a, nearly the end, like nearly how every character acts at the end, not necessarily at the end, but like the their last big scene. Yeah, all knocking it apart. Yeah, Trina Balf, Kieran Hines, Jimmy Dornan. Uh, little boy who plays Buddy and Judy Dench even like that that scene with her at the end yeah. like everyone knocks out of the park yeah. so, so in terms of like I know for the SAG Awards actually bear with me the SAG Awards do their award they don't do like best movie they do best on acting yeah, ensemble, ensemble yeah. and I think this is like for me I was I think I'd probably give it to this the, yeah. the nominations are um, the Belfast Coda Don't Look Up House of Gucci and King Richard I haven't seen House Coda. of Gucci I mean fuck it but this is the one like the SAG the I'm sorry Jared what was Le- the last one uh, King Richard I'd give it between King this and King Richard, Richard but I'd yeah. probably actually edge it to more towards Belfast yeah um, so would I and yeah and I think she's been uh, Katrina Balfe's nominated actually for Best Actress no for Supporting Role Supporting okay and I don't think no one's yeah Jared Leto stole uh, Kieran Hines' nomination that's ridiculous yeah that's Hollywood baby that's yeah that's, well the Screen Acting Awards is all the actors vote so yeah. they're gonna vote for their mates mm. um, but yeah like yeah I don't know. I just kind of I could see people getting bored by it. Maybe I got bored by it. I think I think that's you. Like my man, Dad watched it. They enjoyed it. I, my mom didn't. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And my dad loves Van Morrison, <laughs> so I think he might have just gone off and turned on Spotify. And yeah. I just want to point out, I am not exaggerating the whole Van Morrison thing. No, it's everyone. One, one of the trivia points was like, "There's no less than 10 yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I did love you. You sent me a voice note afterwards, and you're like. They forgot brown eye girl. Brown eye girl. Come on. Uh, and I, I, my excuse was, uh, oh, I was in black and white. Would have made. It would have had to have said black, black eyed girl, <laughs> white eyed girl. <laughs> yeah. Give it go. Give it yeah. Go. Yeah. If you're, yeah, if you like a drama, it's it's a good one. Yeah. Um, it will. I, I again, it's one of those ones that will feature in awards season. Is it, I think it's I think it might cry as well there's some sad bits in there's it there's some sad bits in it yeah. Yeah. and there's some good bits in it yeah yeah give it a go give it a go what else we got um, oh you... speaking of black and white movies yeah well... Tragedy of Macbeth okay I go uh, I know you haven't seen it yeah but um, yeah so I was, I was trying to think there was another black and white movie there we, we yeah so I, I, yeah, I won't go into too much of this because I don't want to spoil Macbeth for anyone <laughs> I know we all did it in 60 years <laughs> I, well no it was more, no, I just like guys uh, you know what I mean people might not have got around to Macbeth uh, for the last when was that Rose? When did he write Big Beth? Thirteen hundred. Was it thirteen? Yeah, thirteen or fourteenth century? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess fourteenth century. Okay, maybe it was before that. Sixteen twenty three. No, that was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the tragedy of Macbeth is a black and white Joel Cohen movie. Um, just literally just doing Macbeth. There's nothing fancy to it. It's not. There's no Michael Fassbender in it. There's no dramatic war scenes war or anything scenes, like that. Yeah. It's on Apple. It's on Apple TV. Uh, plus, and that's where you got to go, right? Yep. 
And I actually did. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah. You got Apple TV? Now my mom has it. Oh, fair. Um, but the... Yeah, so it's 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 a really... Like, if you have... I studied Macbeth in school, so I was able to vaguely understand what was going on. But I think... I don't know. I'm an idiot. So, like, I don't know if other people... But I think other people might... If they're like me, an idiot, a buffoon, <laughs> um, might find it difficult to follow the plot and some of the nuance of the movie maybe because we literally like went through Macbeth line for line with our teacher who yeah. told us what they meant so that's how I remember it so it's a great depiction of that story and it's very low key in the sense it's all black and white but it's all like it was all shot at Sound Studio actually in February 2020 so this has been sitting on the shelf for ages um, yeah I know Jesus but um, it's all like it all feels like it could be like it feels like the sets that are built for the movie could be on a stage yeah. do you know what I mean so like but it has like the um, sort of the, 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 not the prestige but it has that sort of sheen of a nice Hollywood movie yeah. as well so yeah. it feels like a very fancy stage production of it so like but, it has the cinematography of a, of a movie yes but like it's it, a sta- it looks like a stage production well not in the sense of like all the characters are facing the camera like it just yeah. feels okay yeah but it, like, it's really well made really really well made yeah. the costumes are great the acting is great the just the like I said the sets and um, sorry apart from apart from Denzel and oh. Apart from Francis McDormand, any other big actors? And the guy Dursley from Harry Potter, who's in oh, everything these wow. days. Oh, good for him! Yeah, uh, he's in it. He's quite. He plays Malcolm. Uh, Brendan Gleeson. Oh, he plays the king. Okay, not in it for long. <laughs> yeah. um, one of the guys uh, from In the Heights, Benny, is in it as well. That guy. Yeah, he oh, plays from um, from Corey Hawkins, straight out of Compton. Yes, he plays Dr. Dr. Dre. Uh, who else we got? Uh, another guy that I don't know. There's another guy I don't know. There's another guy that... A lot of people I don't know. Yeah. But those are the ones that my... Oh, st- oh you know... Do you know the guy? He's in Dodgeball, but he's also in Barry. I don't know if you know... Stephen Root. He plays the guy... Oh, yeah. Stephen Root, yeah. Oh, you know him? Yeah, the, the fat guy. Yes. Yeah. He looks yeah. like Wayne Knight. Yes, he does. He's in this. <laughs> okay. He plays the drunk porter. Oh, But he's also good. in Bo- Boba Fett, which is why yeah. I'm very... Jarring to see him in yeah, more things recently, yeah, yeah. but um, he's in it. He's pretty good. Yeah, solid cast. And I think the best thing I could say about this movie is they say the lines as if they were just normal lines of dialogue. They don't ham up the whole Shakespeare element, yeah. which is just and it's so great. And I think Denzel definitely like deserves like the recognition, recognition for him. Yeah. I know it's a, like what else can you add to Macbeth? Mm. But the fact when you just see him delivering lines of dialogue that in your head you just get lost in it in a yeah. moment. You're just like, oh, he's just I understand. Like it just seems like I don't, it doesn't feel like I'm watching like, like a Shakespeare. Mm production do you know I think and like Francis McDormand does a great job of it as well so like the, the acting is all top notch from that point of view mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was really impressive and there's just some cool stuff with the supernatural elements of it and everything is, is quite interesting it's a like look if you haven't watched if you haven't I don't know you might be like you might be a smart person mm-hmm. if you can understand the Macbeth story the Shakespeare element if you can get over the fact that it's a Shakespeare thing yeah. I think you'll enjoy it but as someone that has watched and studied it went to a play of it yeah. and Think that's all I've done with it. Um, watching this, I was like, "This is great." So it was appealed to me in that sense. Um, and yeah, it's an hour and forty. It felt long, <laughs> but it's good. It's yeah. good. I, I, yeah, I must have a look. That's another one I'll add. Yeah, no, definitely have to. Yeah. Um, I will mention Munich on the Edge of War on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and my dad decided that with the with the way the current situation is in global politics. This is the perfect movie to watch. <laughs> um, so it's a period piece drama set just before World War II. Uh, and it's about um, the treaty where the Sudetenland was given to the Germans. Is that in Africa? 
No, it's in Czech Republic. Uh, Which one? Czechoslovak. Sudetenland. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So you're obviously not a history buff. David, as I mentioned before, I'm an idiot buffoon. But it's just based around this this treaty signing between the Italians, Germans, French and British. And it's based on, there's people from the German side, there's people from the the British side. Um, But there's these two friends who both went to Oxford um, who know each other. One is a German, one is an English yeah one is English um, and they're both kind of they're in both camps and they're both trying to stop a war or break, okay. or break the breakout of a war um, I was I was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. I, I always have this opinion of Netflix movies like if they're not releasing it in theatres there's probably something wrong with it but I was actually pleasantly surprised I watched it with my dad and he really enjoyed it um, he's he's big into his history and stuff. we're gonna have to get your dad on we mentioned quite a lot he's gonna have no, to I, it, it's just it's one of those things like he loves history and he loves that period of history of yeah, World yeah. War 2 because he he always just goes on about how, how how could the German people be duped into something as ridiculous ah, okay. as, as Nazism or fascism or whatever um, performances were really good I, I mentioned Who in it, who's in it again so um, Jeremy Irons plays Neville Chamberlain the British Prime Minister um, and uh, George McKay. George McKay. George McKay plays the the English um, lad. Lad, yeah, and he was really. So he really plays good. the German lad. So the German lad is actually a German actor. I don't know. I'd never okay. seen him before. Uh, if you want to get his name there, but he he for me was a standout. Like oh he, wow! He's really, really he was really good, and I hope to see him in more stuff. I, I mentioned it in my uh, letterbox review. Like like I don't know how he hasn't been in more kind of Hollywood stuff, and he, he he's young enough. Like I'd say he's probably similar age to George McKay. But he was because he what happens is there's flashbacks to before Hitler got into power and he's all for Hitler. He kind of again, it's 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 that kind of um, that kind of parallel of, of the way D- Donald Trump got into power as well. Mm-hmm. Like he he's he's a racist, but, you know, he's trying to do the best for Germany or, you know, America or whatever. So he there, there's a point in time where he is all for Hitler and he's like, no, he's doing the best for Germany. But. Uh, in the present day or at the time of when this treaty was signed just before World War Two, he's changed and ah, he okay. wants to get rid of him and he knows that he's bad and he because he's in that kind of inner circle with Hitler he knows his plans and stuff like okay. that but his performance was, was like really really outstanding I really enjoyed it um, but it's it's kind of this espionage drama um, and if you like that type of thing it's I wouldn't say it's, it's not action packed or anything like that but it's really really intriguing really interesting and again because it's on Netflix like yeah, it's, it's how long is it? It's less than two hours. I love that. Yeah. Um, no, I really enjoyed it, and um, just with the way things are going with Russia, it could That's be, fair. could be a thing, could be a thing, could be something for things to come. It could be a, a sign for things to come. <laughs> where where is those Russian subs? It's off Cork, isn't it? Yeah, off the south coast. I think they make another movie, Cork, the Edge of War. Edge of War. <laughs> it's all about the fishermen going yeah. out to the boats. And um, so that actor you were talking about was Yanis. Near one, yeah. Um, so it doesn't say he's in anything, he says he's in one thing that's in pre production at the moment, yeah. And it's called Fast and Furious, a fan film. Oh, no, and it's set for 2023. He has great hair in this as well. Good hair, yeah, good hair, interesting, yeah. Okay, so he's in some fan film for Fast and Furious. He's in a lot, I know he's in a lot of German stuff, but I mean. yeah, uh, yeah, okay, probably yeah. won't watch it. But. No, it's fine. No, <laughs> look again, like if, if you like if you like war, not war movies, but like that kind of espionage thing, yeah, um, drama, drama thriller. I do I like a bit drama thriller. Yeah, 
I love good haircuts as well. <laughs> yeah, he has good glasses. He has those round glasses. Nice. So stylish. <laughs> Back in style now. I'm telling you. Um, but no, really good time with it. And okay. I, it, it, again, be, being an FX movie, I was just pleasantly surprised with it. More than anything. Well, let's give that a go. Um, we should have ended on that. I have one more, but it's kind of poo. Go for it, man. Being the Ricardos on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all about... Uh, it's kind of interesting. It's been directed by Aaron Sorkin, who's mm-hmm. done so many good things over the years. Um, last thing he did was Trial of Chicago 7, which yeah. is a great movie. Uh, also on Netflix, would recommend. Um, but yeah, this tells the story of the week of a filming of an episode of I Love Lucy. It's all about Lucy O'Ball and her husband, Desi. And basically, the... Rep- um, a radio show says comes out and says that Lucille is um, a communist and it's all about them dealing with that and how like you know to manoeuvre um, that situation in Hollywood at the time because uh, it's set in the Sure. Well, that time. Black if, and white TV. If you say so. And uh, Lucille Ball was one of the most biggest actresses at the time with her sitcom I Love Lucy and it's just all about how this show copes with it but then also Lucille Ball herself and then her relationship with her husband and you know all that sort of stuff and there's you know uh, interesting stuff about you know successful women in Hollywood and mm. you know even though she's the main draw like it's yeah, it, like people would kind of go to her husband more often but also her husband's Cuban so like there's that like you know mm. um, he's not considered like it's like oh he can't have like you know he can't be the main character of the show because yeah. he can't have someone who's like you know not true American yeah. and like there's a lot of that di- like kind of um, themes within the movie as well you know oh we can't have you know not a true American yeah. there's a bit where she's she's pregnant in real life and then talking about it in the show being like oh we'll just have like laundry and shopping bags and like well why can't we you know just have a you know, have her be pregnant on the show. And they're like, are you kidding? Like, you know, we can't have like her pregnant on the show. What will yeah. the sponsors think? Yeah. And it's like, but like, what are you talking about? It happens all the time. It's like, yeah, but like, you know, it's, you know, she's American. Like, this is a really interesting something like I'm that. I'm sorry, they're married in the show. Married in the show, married in real life as well. Okay. Um, I, I, that's weird. They don't want to. I suppose, yeah. Sure. It's just American being, yeah. American being fucked at the time. And just like, but yeah, so it's a lot of interesting stuff like that. And, you know, she feels the pressure of this, because it, like, it all takes place like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, a classic Sorkin just making things yeah. complicated for the sake of, but there's also flashbacks and flash forwards and stuff um, and it's all centred around like you know she's even stressing out about like the smallest things of the sh- of the of the show they're producing because she goes if this doesn't make people laugh if this isn't a great episode you know I'm done for and people are gonna so it's all interesting it's just a bit garbage it's just it's, it's there's something about it like there's a lot of good bits in it and, and Nicole Kidman's great in it really really good um, and, and uh, Javier Bardem's great in it as well some other great people in it um, oh what's his name Tony Hale's in it and um, some other someone else from Arrest Development someone else from Veep is in it some really good comedians yeah. in it um, oh uh, J.K. Simmons is great in it as well well he's not great in it. he's just J.K. Simmons yeah. in it out. Um, I have seen a review that apparently her Lucille Ball impression is great, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. But the character of Lucy is apparently awful. As in, like, the impression is bad. Okay. Um, like, just, like, really, really bad. Okay. So, I, so if you like, I, like, love Lucy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You might hate this. Yeah. But it's grand. It's it's a very good script. The story's interesting. It just doesn't, doesn't feel like, you don't, it just doesn't come together nicely. It just, there's something about it that just doesn't click for me. Yeah. I've, um, I feel like this might be a little bit like, um, that Tom Hanks movie, my my friend the my uh, another day in the neighborhood. What was it called? A beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Like, I enjoyed it, but I feel like there was a connection lost because I don't know that yeah. show or anything. I didn't grow up with Mister Robinson. Yeah, and I and I think this is one of those classic things of like, load of people in Hollywood love this because it's about Hollywood. Yeah, and so I think there's a lot of that in it. That that's why it's getting a lot of traction. Yeah, 
I'd say skip it. Amazon Prime, isn't it? Amazon Prime. Yeah, no, it's no, not like it's 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 two hours, but yeah. If you if you're really interested in the mechanics and you know how you know sitcoms are made back in Hollywood, yeah, this is really interesting. Yeah, um, good performances, good script. I say good script. The dialogue's fantastic, which you, which you'd expect from a yeah. Sorkin movie. But um, yeah, fair. I know. But what so are we looking forward to next month, Dave? Well, I was going to say, do you want to rank which ones people should watch, or do, uh, do you just want to leave it at that? Okay. One, two, three. Ooh. Or do you want to say just top one? Just top three. No worries. Top three, yeah. Pig. Pig, yeah. People need to go out and see it. Pair of the dog. Okay, yeah, go for it. All right. I'll pick one. Yeah, okay. And then. Kingsman? Or Belfast? Belfast. Yeah, Belfast. Belfast. Like, I think, I think. Pig? Yeah, I think that's it. We've gone for very artsy ones there. I know, but like that's January. And I, I I will say this January I think has been disappointing. Yeah. Like typically like are some of the Jan- like well, we were supposed to get Mickey Morbius the Dracula man. Dracula man. <laughs> but like I'm even talking about like some of the movies that we've got in January in the past, Whiplash, Birdman. Oh yeah. Um I'll like a lot of, list. <laughs> yeah, go on. like a re- a lot of really good Oscar movies. Uh, Little Women. Yeah. The Gentleman, Jojo yeah. Rabbit 1917, Bad yeah. Boys for Life, The Personal History of David Copperfield. Bombshell, Just Mercy, and that was all 2020, 2020 alone. Yeah. So um, I think I think Hollywood is still um, calibrating so, for COVID, yeah. which is understandable. Um, but it, it was just a little bit of disappointment. Yeah. Like I think the big like Scream being the biggest release in terms of box box office was yeah kind of also nobody wants to go against Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, no way home no way it's leaving cinemas there. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna keep reeling that cash yeah. but yeah I, I will um, will we go on to February yeah we'll do it we'll do it quick uh, Moonfall can't wait Moonfall movie about the moon falling to earth directed by the guy who does Roland all the disaster Emmerich. movies Roland Emmerich um, I can't wait I uh, don't wanna watch it but I just can't wait to hate it it's a movie I'm gonna hate it's a movie I should probably watch on Netflix with a lot of people like just like a drinking game or something yeah. like that we'll see how it is Yeah. Uh, the Eyes of Tammy Faye Oh, I've seen a trailer for that recently. It was interesting. interesting. It's yeah. got uh, Andrew, Andrew Garfield, Garfield and um, Jessica Chastain. Yeah. They're playing, one of them is like an evangelical yeah. person in the States and her it's a scam yeah. or something. Looks Good interesting. Bit. Jackass Forever. Nah, pass. Couldn't, couldn't care less. Yeah, I'm Death on the Nile. That's going to be something of a movie. So I missed the... Um, Did you watch Murder on the Express? I've seen more Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, I just, I didn't see the new one. Uh, hmm. I just... Like they did the same thing. Did they do the same thing? Nah, uh, they did the same thing, but they did, told it differently. Okay, yeah. If anyone wants to listen to the mm. old one, me and Turkey did a podcast on it. Yeah. Um, I will see this. Like again, <clears throat> sorry. Um, there doesn't seem to be that many releases in February, unfortunately. Yeah, I'll uh, see this because I want to see how they engineer if they've cut any time out of Army Hammer, yeah. Russell Brand. Yeah. Or I could forget her name. The woman from Black Panther. Yeah. Okoye or not Okoye no um, Shuri Shuri that actress because she's anti-vax Russell Brand is anti-vax and Army Hammer is not a nice dude he's done the girl, some bad things the girl from Sex, Sex Education is in this as well you, have you seen Sex Education yes the blonde girl yeah. well she is it's a great cast yeah really good cast, really good cast. Kenny, I, Kenny B Kenny B <laughs> Kenny Brand Kenny Brand yeah I'm excited for it I, yeah, I'm intrigued by it. It's good. It's a it's a fun mystery movie. Yeah, it's got Gal Gadot. Yeah, it could be good. It could be good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Um, Uncharted. Fuck me, that better be. Yeah. That's gonna be one way or the other. That's gonna be either. No, I tell you what. It's either gonna be. Nah, just three. Yeah. Okay. Fuck it. It's gonna be shite. 
yeah. and not worth our time. Yeah. It's going to be so bland. You just wonder what's I'm, I'm this thinking event. Tomb Raider. I like Tomb Raider. I think it could be Tomb Raider. Yeah. Like, it, like Tomb Raider was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't see this being any better than Tomb Raider. Okay. Yeah. We've seen too much in the trailers. Tom yeah, Holland. Really watch the trailers. <laughs> the trailers show so show much. Yeah, they show so much. Yeah. And um, Mark Wahlberg looks like he's phoning in. Yeah. Tom Holland. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I know. You I love the games. You notoriously don't like Tom Holland. It's not that I don't like. You Tom don't Holland. like young actors with black blonde, uh, young actors with their first name beginning with T. <laughs> I, no, I think it's just when I see an overexposure of a person, they just yeah. start to annoy me. And when, Which is fair. Like I'm, When like, I see a lot of Timothy yeah. Chalamet, I'm kind of like, and when people tell me to love someone, yeah. I kind of say, fuck off. Yeah. So when I was like, oh my God, Timmy Chalamet, he's great in Little Women, he's great in French Dispatch, he's great. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't like this guy. Yeah. He's probably a lovely dude. Yeah. Timmy, if you're listening. T. Chalamet. Do you want to, Get me a part in Dune. I want to be here at that Freud Ratha. Uh, look at me. I can be Sting. <laughs> um, so, it's just, yeah, when I'm told, I'm just kind of like, get over yourself. Anyway, yeah. he's a good actor. very good actor. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Tom Holland, I don't know what he's doing in this. I just... like uh, well, The one thing that could save this is if the story is interesting. Which I don't think it will be. I don't think it will. So I don't think the action will be good. They're they're showing that action scene out of the plane. That that, that seems. I would to be have their, loved that in the cinema. That seems to be their big thing that they're building around. But, it's, but when you see it, when you show it in the trailer, he like came out with a featurette, Tom Holland. And yeah. He was like, uh, I shouldn't hate Tom Holland. He's a fellow Spurs fan. But uh, I should call it. He he was like, oh, it's the hardest action scene ever had to yeah. film. I'm like, fuck off. Stop lying. <laughs> like honest, like Joe, you know I mean? it's it's definitely not. Yeah, you've done the Avengers. We got you. They they started flipping you about Venice for a yeah. bit. Nah, I'm just like shut up. Don't yeah. try and hide this movie. I you know I hate this movie. Already <laughs> I'm done with this movie already. Yeah, Uncharted. More like fuck off. <laughs> got it. And then I don't recognize any of the other movies coming out. There's one called yeah. Dog. That could be a sequel to Pig. Pig. <laughs> no, oh no, he's just, lost the dog. Just a load of uh, yeah, just a load of people losing their animals. I, I did see another one called Cow as well. I don't know. It's probably not coming out in February, but I've seen a movie called Cow. Uh, it's not on my list of February movies. No. Also, these are um, releases in, what you call it? In Ireland. Oh, there's the Medea movie coming out as well with Mrs. Brown. That looks awful. Yeah. It's on Netflix, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, uh, February 25th, Market County. <laughs> it's going to be bad. No, I will still say my most anticipated movie of February is Batman. <laughs> Are you just going to keep saying that yeah. for every month? Yeah. What's your most anticipated movie uh, for April after Batman's play? Probably just to go see Batman gonna... again. <laughs> again. Oh, I can't wait for Batman. We're yeah. going to have to do something big for Batman. You don't, I don't, you don't have to do a podcast with me if you don't want to. We're gonna have to no, I, I, we're just going to have to do something big. Okay, yeah, fair. Midnight screening. Oh, Midnight fine. screening. There oh, you okay. go. That's on camera. That's on, that's on uh, mic. I'm recording, yeah. I should probably leave it there, so. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was that's, that's, that was a good one, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, so, like, I feel like the, we'll, we'll explain. This is just a little kind of enlightener. If there's, if there's a movie that you're thinking about seeing and you want to just skip forward to that or skip back to that, you know, do and just you can hear our thoughts on it. But we're the plan is we just want to... We're going to see bad movies and we're going to highlight the ones that you we think you should see. And this is that's all this is. Yeah. Um, you said we're going to see bad movies see no we're going to see all movies all well, we're going to see all movies we can yeah see a lot of movies that we can and yeah we're putting this to a poll as well yeah. you can do the poll what's your most what, what are you looking for for, for yeah. February February so I think we should have a couple and then just and then Batman other. Batman <laughs> <laughs> so of course Batman yeah and then yeah other, we yeah. could say have an other thing as well yeah. yeah but yeah I think that's it David yeah well thanks again it's been a good time 
I'll be seeing you soon when we go to the cinema next. Yeah. Go see um, Moonfall. Moonfall. <laughs> Can't wait. But yeah, look, if you want to know when new ones are coming up and keep up to date with the pod, you can follow at Really Good Pairs on Instagram. You can follow on Spotify. Oh, you can now like, rate podcasts on Spotify. Yeah. Give us five stars. Do even, it. even if you don't just, think it's Even if you don't like just fucking yeah. do it. Yeah. What else are you doing with your time? Yeah. Huh? You're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> you got loads of time on your hands. Exactly. You're probably on a run. <laughs> Who listens to... Oh, Tell you what, actually, here's a fun story for the podcast. If anyone wants to go back and listen to the April, uh, the April Fool's podcast from last year, it's a quiet place, yeah. and ninety percent of that podcast is silence. And uh, a fellow uh, reading the previous guest, Ono Boyle, turned that on to go for a run, and <laughs> within five minutes, he, he was just running to he, silence. He, he thought his headphones were broken. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's a fun one. Right, Dave. Thanks again. Thanks for listening, folks. We hope you enjoyed. Can't wait for that. Take it easy, sweetheart. <laughs>